coming at you from the Hey Yo Studios. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. Coming at you live from the Ayo Studio. Ayo. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. I am D, and we got a great show for you tonight. Corey Dillon gets mad at the Bengals. <laughs> Angels are headed back to hell again. And we order up starting pitching in Major League Baseball. For we begin today's show, would our old friend Damian Lillard, you remember him, He's contacted the Blazers' front office and demanded a trade. <laughs> Guess he listened to the show last week. After years of saying he wanted to be a Blazer forever, Blazer for life, I'm never leaving, he had an epiphany and figured out he's never going to win in Portland. Not only does he want to be traded, but his agent says he only wants to be traded to the Miami Heat. Shocker. Z, should the Blazers honor his request or do what's best for the Blazers? Well, if you involve enough teams, both can happen at the same time. Ah, you're talking about your trade emulator. Yes. So if you... Clearly, if this is... If this is something that Miami could get done on their own, Miami would have done it by now. Like Portland would have done it by now. Damian Lillard would have would be a Miami Heat. So like that would be the thing. Now, if you look at the roster, there's not much there, right? Portland and Miami, they're they're not compatible, right? They're just not currently compatible with what they have, especially since. Lots of guys are leaving Miami, right? They traded Victor Depot. Gabe Vincent is gone. You have, you know, a lot of moving parts. So when you have something like this, and you have to accommodate for Damian Lillard's exorbitant salary, and you don't have the young players, and you don't have the draft capital, you need to involve other teams. And... What I sent you is a way to kind of revitalize on the fly for not only Miami, who gets the guy that they want, and Portland honors the wishes of a, a star that stay, who stayed when he could have asked out years ago, but they also get a, a contract off of their books and Portland is able to get a more compatible young player to go with Jeremy Grant and to go with Scoot Henderson and here are the principles of the trade now we'll see what you guys think about this remember financials need to work now you could do you could do young players in draft capital like Portland is looking for but it might not necessarily be realistic and this is a way for them to turn around and get that later on the heat get Lillard and only Lillard you involve the Pelicans 
is the Pelicans are going to take Kyle Lowry off your hands if you're Miami. Everybody with me so far? Got it. All right. Now, going back to Portland, Zion and Duncan Robinson. It it, uh, bumps up your front court, gives you gives you a better combination to go with Henderson and Grant and Simons and then you're able to facilitate Damian Lillard's wish clearing out the point guard position in Miami for him by cutting out Kyle Lowry so there are multiple roster machinations that make that happen you get the young player that you're looking for in Zion You may have to throw in some trade, you know, trade exceptions and draft picks. And those are always going to end up moving pieces and swapping from team to team. They've made enough trades that they can possibly, you know, surrender a pick that's not even theirs to begin with. It's another team. So you don't necessarily lose draft capital in that regard from your own draft stock. Now... Is this likely? No. Is it a solution? (laughs) It's a solution. And it's not as complicated as you would think because you're able to get your superstar player who wants out to the destination of choice. You're able to get something back because something is better than nothing. You're rolling the dice on a player who may be a good change of senior candidate. And if you're the Hornets, you're, if, excuse me, if, if you're the, the Pelicans, I should say, if you're the Pelicans, you're getting a veteran presence, playing point guard, who you don't necessarily need to keep, right? How long was Chris Paul a Washington Wizard? About a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. So you can turn around and deal Kyle Lowry to a contender if you're so inclined, if you don't value him as much. You can make this happen if you want to. But the bottom line is, there's a way, if you're willing to do it, to keep both the player and the team happy and keep the player and the team moving in the right direction. It's just the waiting game is going to be there. There's no rush. You're on Portland Trailblazer time. Like they don't have to make this. They don't have to make the first trade that comes to them because he wants to go to Miami. It's got to be a trade that works for the team. There is yeah. no pressure here. Now, in this scenario, the Pelicans get Kyle Lowry and who? Kyle Lowry, straight up. That's it. They just get Kyle Lowry. They so just you, get Lowry because you essentially move him for something else. Essentially, what you're doing is swapping out Zion's salary for Kyle Lowry's salary. It's mm. very close. Mm. It's very close. Mm. So you're looking at 33 and a half million. Kyle Lowry's making 30. So mm-hmm. you're kind of replacing one for another, hoping that you're going to catch lightning in a bottle, or you can flip him. It's within the realm of possibility. Now. Portland's not going anywhere with Damian Lillard. They're not going to go anywhere without Damian Lillard. Right. So that's that's the realization that they need to make. And clearly, Dame Lillard has made that realization on his own. 
Well, I think he listened to the show. I think that's really how it how he came to pass on this. Thank you, Dane. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I, I, I'm doing what's best. If I'm the Heat, I mean, if I'm the Blazers, I'm doing what's best for our team. I don't really care where he wants to go. Um, from what I from what I heard, Miami's willing to offer Tyler Hero and a bunch of nonsense. That's not going to get it done for me. I'll take Hero, but then I want Bam and Lowry too. Like you got to give me you got to give me a team back. I'm giving you Dame Lillard, who is arguably top five guard in this league. You're giving me substance. Um, and you're probably you know looking, the the you're heat, probably the heat at that point. You're probably looking at Lillard and Nurkic because you need to match salary. That's that's, that's 60, fine. That's, that's like fine. sixty million dollars going back the other way. That's fine. I could I could deal Nurkic too. I mean, you know they could start over in Miami with Dame and Jimmy. I mean we've seen them take guys that weren't drafted and make it to the finals. So it's not like it's not possible. But I mean. If I'm another team, I'm not scared of Dame Lillard saying he wants to go to the Heat. I mean, Kawhi Leonard didn't want to go to the Raptors, and he went there and won a championship. So I'm I'm not afraid to deal with Portland just because he has a particular place he wants to go. Because at the end of the day, we saw what happened with the Nets. Could just be a flyby. You go to the Nets and then wind up going to another team. You can go, you can go, come here and then. Halfway through the season, you know, we both decide that you you'd be better elsewhere. You go elsewhere. But for me, if I'm Portland, I'm calling Boston. <laughs> calling Boston because give me Jalen Brown, give me Williams, maybe a first and a second, and Boston's ready to go. I mean, you can pencil them in for the NBA Finals with Porzingis, Dame. Tatum and you know whatever and whatever they have less and Brogdon for whatever they have less left from last year um and for 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 me as the Blazers I've got Jalen I got Scoop I'm gonna have a decent center still got Nurchich and we're gonna be okay we're probably gonna be like a four five or six seed and then I can make some more moves after the season's over another team I'm calling I'm calling Milwaukee because uh, give me give me Drew Holiday, give me Brooke Lopez, and two firsts. And let me tell you, <laughs> with Middleton, Giannis, and now Dame, geez, because you have to trade him to. If I'm if I'm Portland, I'm looking at the teams that are. They're a player away or they're on the cusp or they're close because that's going to work for him and that's going to work for me. I'm not saying I'm taking what he wants, you know, into consideration. What I'm saying is, is that's a team that can say, you know what, if we bring him here, he's going to play here. He's not going to give us a hard time. Like he'll, We've got stars. We're close. We can use him. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't trade him to Orlando or wouldn't trade him to the Pelicans if the right deal came across. But that's what I'm looking at. Um, I think Boston would be smart to get in on this. I think the Bucks would be smart to get in on this. Um, but it doesn't have to be Miami. What about a team like Philly? Yeah, uh, sure. I just don't know. 
I don't know how that dynamic works. Is that because because Philly likes to operate with Harden as a point guard? So is Harden gonna go back to being? Is he gonna be a two guard here? Is that how it's gonna work? Like how is that gonna work? If he's opted in to be traded, it's good. You can use the money as uh, part of this uh, part of the trade because there's a right. ten million dollar difference between Lillard and Harden. Okay, so you're saying. It's gonna be. Opted, it's gonna be. He opted in. He wants to get traded. Like that's yeah. the, that's that's the that's the story of James Harden. He so opted in to get. You're paid. trying to say, okay, it's gonna be Embiid and Dame Lillard. That would be the plan, that's and the you get team. to, and you get to keep Maxi, mm-hmm. and you get Which to I keep. Love. Um, yeah, you get to keep Maxi. You get to keep Melton. You get to keep Tobias Harris, unless you're moving out Tobias Harris instead, and now you're having Lillard, no. Harden, and Embiid. But, my then only, if, but then you're retarding the growth of Tyreek. Yeah, Jackson. I mean, if you're, if you're, um, if you're the Blazers, yeah, that makes sense. But if I'm Philly, I'm not sure if Dame Lillard is going to help us win a championship because I saw him play with Lamarcus Aldridge and it didn't work. So. Is Embiid that much better than Aldridge? You know, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm saying I'm like, eh. It helps me out to get rid of Harden, though. Like, so yeah. Yeah, I guess that does. Yeah, that works. I could do that. I could do that. I think we're a better team. We're a better team. Um, so yeah, definitely. And that, def- that that definitely plays a little bit better because you're going to need a facilitator if you're going to move out hard anyway. And yeah, Lillard, Lillard is the guy that'll make it happen for sure. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto, we really care about what's under your hood. Well, one guy who's not making it happen right now, Brandon Miller. The number two pick in the NBA draft is having a rough summer league so far. He is struggling. The former Alabama forward had more fouls than points his last time on the court. Should the Hornets be concerned? Huge problem. We got a, we got a huge problem here. Huge problem. I believe he had eight fouls and six points. <laughs> That's what I believe his his numbers were. Um, this is summer league, man. You should be lighting this shit up. This should be nothing but a G thing to you. You you've got to be at least getting in double digits and say you know you're holding back a little bit. But he seems lost at times. And it's so odd. Um, Michael Jordan better start talking to this kid before the games, after the games, during the game. He's got to get going. Well, what do you think, Z? I think it's too early to tell. Oh, you're such a nice guy. It's some relief. Call me when it's when call me when this matters. Mm. It does not matter right now. You know, he got six points, seven assists, four boards, and a steal in the most recent game against the Warriors. He's getting his feet wet. 
You have to give him time and you have to make sure that you have to take into account that he's not doing this with LaMelo Ball, right? This is, this is summer league. You're not playing with the best and the brightest. He's not going to play with the guys that are going to be on the opening night roster. Yeah. At least not all. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the point of camp, right? He's, his goal is to stay in shape. His goal is to adjust to NBA life. And then once you get to camp, and if he's still doing this in camp, then you need to be concerned. If he's not gelling with LaMelo Ball, you need to be concerned. Mm. Right now, what's going on? This is spring training. Yeah. If, if you lit your hair on fire for a kid that was struggling, like you would be lighting your hair on fire all the time. Yeah. Right. So, so there's so there's nothing. So for you, if he had 15 points, 10 boards, and six assists, you'd be like, whatever. Yeah. No. Exactly. It. it it's. So Victor Wembanyama playing tonight is whatever happens tonight. It doesn't matter. No. It's none of it matters. No. No. None of it matters because he's not playing. He's playing against guys who gonna be bagging groceries. So the bottom line is this, like, show me, show me what he does when the lights are on bright against real competition. Like that is what's going to matter to me. Now, if it, it goes both ways, right? He scored eight points here. If he, lit, he if he lights the next team for 50, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be wowed by that either. It's summer league. Like, that's great. He, he scored 50. What do you freaking do? Is there anything that you'd want to see him accomplish in summer league? For this, I, I want him to come through healthy. Mm. For this, it's the only thing that matters yeah. is that he's he's coming through healthy. Um, do you want him to shoot a little bit better? Yeah, I mean, shoot, shooting is definitely going to be, you know, his bread and butter in this mm. league. He's gonna that's what they got. They got him to score. So. That's something shot selection you definitely want to work with. You want to make sure that you're, you know, getting the basketball IQ up to snuff because talent only takes you so far, right? You need to have the mental side of the game as well as the physical. You're not in the, you're not in college anymore. You're going to have to deal with guys that are bigger. You're going to have to deal with guys that are stronger. You're going to have to deal with guys that are more savvy than you. And that's what he needs to be working on right now and you know summer league is fine but you're really not going to get that until later on this is just staying in shape and making sure that you know he gets through it in one piece yeah i mean i just i mean i disagree i think I think if you're a top ten pick, I want to see top ten level talent out there. I want I don't want to see you struggling to make decisions. I don't want to see you struggling from the field. I understand he's playing with guys that are probably not going to make in their probably bagging groceries, but outshine those guys. When I walk into the gym, I should know you were the number two pick. I should see that. I should see that in every pass. I should see it in every shot. I I want to I want to see that talent level especially from the number two pick now when you get down the line past 10 11 12 13 yeah it's fine i don't expect you to be sharp i don't expect you to be ready to play nba basketball but i mean i think 
what the Hornets are going to be asking him to do is partner with LaMelo Ball and really, you know, kind of be the next the next generation of, of a really of a start of a good like I say threesome like a good I mean they're going to be two parts they're just missing one guy and you know I was I, I said it I said it during the draft if I was the Spurs I would have taken him one I'm still standing by it because he played college ball he put Alabama on the map I really think his skill set, he, he's a guy that plays two ways and and I think he I think the sky's the limit for him because of his athleticism. And in the games he's played, I, I haven't seen that. And you know, if I drafted him expecting that and I'm not seeing it, it's to me I'd be I'd be very concerned. I know it's summer league, I know the competition, I know the I know the competition isn't there, and I know the people he's playing with aren't A-level players, but you put Kobe Bryant out there, he's hitting daggers. You put Kevin Durant out there, he's hitting daggers. I want to see that killer instinct. I want to see... I I don't want to see you hacking guys. I want to see disciplined defense. I want to see you move your feet. I want to see you in this. And I I just... I'm not getting that from him. Well, you knew what you were getting into when you when you brought him in, right? This is exactly the player. Sort of. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think so. I thought, I really thought he was, I thought he was head and shoulders above scoop. Um, and I thought he could be better than Wemby too, you know, because just because of his, what, what, what he's been through, like him playing, playing college ball and him, being an athlete, him being able to deal with the distractions he was dealing with in college and still just play at a high level, you know, and, and that's what I wanted to see. And I, so that, I didn't but, think I was getting into that. Yeah, but you know what? The, the primary difference between Scoot Henderson, Victor Wembanyama, and Brandon Miller is that Brandon Miller was playing as boys last year. <laughs> yes. They, G League Ignite, they play against pros. It's true. No, you're right. In France, he was playing. Victor Wembanyama was playing as pros. Like we had this. It's the Reggie Bush argument. All was he too good for? Was he too good for what he was doing? Right. Reggie Bush was like. Yeah. Was like. Oh yeah. Head oh. and shoulders. Oh, I loved watching everybody. Reggie Bush play in college. This is amazing. And then, yeah, I know we've had this argument. Like you, you maintain that he slotted into the perfect role in New Orleans, but he became just another guy in the NFL. Mm. Like that, that that's possible. It happens. Like guys become just other guys. How many top five picks have we seen that happen to? Sean yeah. Bradley, just another guy. Yeah. Right. Sam Bowie, just another guy. It happens. Sure. But you have to give them time to develop. And lighting your hair on fire over two summer league games is not the reaction you're going to want because you're going to panic the fan base, you're going to poison the well, and you're going to turn the fan base against this kid before he's even suited up for a real game. So I think that's something that you need to kind of pump the brakes on. And remember, he's just 20 years old. He was in college. You have perspective here. This isn't Wembanyama. If Wembanyama fouls out with no points tonight, okay, then maybe maybe there's something there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, I mean, he already. I mean, should have got a live chicken. There, there's already a lot. There's already some. Uh, you know, there's there's already a smoke, a little smoky fire 
around Victor Wembanyama based on what happened with Britney Spears. So there's a, a <laughs> little girl. bit of yeah, there's a little bit of something going on. So you know that would that would be concerned. But these are the growing pains that you expect from a young player. Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave. From the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, SweetLifeBrownieCo.com for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at SweetLifeBrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043 and tell them D&Z sent you. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, 845-641-3043. Sweet Life Brownie Co. Because there's always room for a brownie. Speaking of pains, this guy was a pain when he was a player. (laughs) One Mr. Corey Dillon, former second-round pick of the Cincinnati Bengals and the franchise all-time leading rusher. He's got a beef with the team that drafted him. The former stud running back for not only the Bengals, but also the Patriots, is waiting with bated breath to be elected into the Bengals' ring of honor. Unfortunately for Mr. Dillon, the Bengals operate a little differently than, you know, pretty much everybody. They allow fans and season ticket holders to vote on who goes into their ring of honor in Cincinnati. Now, Dylan is upset because he feels his election should be based on stats and not a popularity contest. Sounds like Albert Beck. <laughs> should fans vote on the ring of honor, on an individual team's ring of honor, or should we leave that up to the front office? What do you, what say you? Yeah, you know, so... We've talked about this in the past about how I feel about Ring of Honors. I'm not really a fan of putting people in the Ring of Honor unless they've had made significant, significant contributions to the franchise and the community. Um, Just to give you an example, um, the Jets this year, they're going to be putting three players in their Ring of Honor. They're going to put Nick Mangold, Darrell Revis, and DeBrickashaw Ferguson. Okay. Amongst all three of those guys, only one guy has a Super Bowl ring, and he got it playing for one of the Jets' biggest rivals. Now, if Sauce Gardner plays 15 years for the Jets, wins Defensive Player of the Year twice, wins four Super Bowls, he deserves to be in the Ring of Honor, but he's going to be sitting next to Darrell Revis, who didn't do anything compared to what Sauce Gardner did. So, you know, to go back to the question, I think ownership should have the say on who goes in the Ring of Honor, and they should have made significant, significant contributions to the team and the community. You know, it's something that is a legacy thing. 
when you go to a, a stadium with your son, they say, well, who are these names? And what did, what did this guy do? You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, he, he played about eight years for the Jets. He's pretty good. I was like, what did this, what did Joe Namath do? Wow, Joe Namath, he won the first Super Bowl for the Jets, came over from the NFL. He was Broadway Joe. I mean, you could paragraphs, paragraphs long about him. And you know, you talk about a guy like Rickershaw Ferguson, it's like, yeah, he he was here for a while. He, they were pretty good those years. He got to two AFC championship games. You know, so he, he, to me it's it's gotta be a story, it's gotta be strong, it's and for the Bengals, I mean, <laughs> they don't really, they don't really have much going on over there. And someday they might. I mean, Joe Burrow, he could put that place on the map. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, all those guys are could be Ring of Honor quality someday. And I'm not sure Corey Dillon is the guy that should be next. Corey Dillon was the best player on a bad team for a very long time. Right? If you're looking at his career, right? Sure. 97 to 2003. Who were were Cincinnati running through there? Jeff Blake, John Kitna. You know, what? what, let's be real here. What were they exactly doing in Cincinnati? It's not like they were a juggernaut. They brought back the robbing corpse of Boomer Esiason so he could end his career. Love you, Boom, but you should have retired in Arizona. He's a four-time Pro Bowl, Corey Dillon was and is. Three of them were with Cincinnati. So majority of his accolades are going to come from Cincinnati, his individual accolades. Now, the Super Bowl rings with the Patriots. We understand that. He's got what, one? One. He's got one from 2004. Seven years in Cincinnati, 8,000 yards, right? Only 8,000 yards for his career in Cincinnati in seven years. 45 touchdowns. In his three years with the Patriots, he had almost 3,200 yards and 37 touchdowns. So, you know, If I remember correctly, Corey Dillon was the running back that refused to go back into the game when they were playing the 2000... Baltimore Ravens because he was tired of getting hit. <laughs> pretty mm-hmm. sure that's the guy. That's that's pretty. That's I'm not saying, and, and again, I'm not saying he shouldn't be in the Ring of Honor. You know, he is there. He is their all-time leading rusher. Mm-hmm. Okay, an argument could be made for you because of that. That's about but, it, though. Yeah, that's about it, man. Like that's about it, and those all-time leading things. It's not like you're not reachable, you know. It's you're not you're not out of bounds. Um, I, I I don't know. If if the, I don't know if I mean, I I kind of understand why they would put it to the vote of the fans and and uh, season ticket holders. I kind of get it because it is their stadium. It's their players. They really like a guy, but. I'm kind of with Corey where this isn't a popularity contest. It's about, yo, I played really well here, but you didn't win anything here. That's the thing. You didn't, you didn't win. You got to win. You know, I mean, I don't go back to my high school anymore because I didn't win. Like other guys go back because they won. They've got rings. They got banners. They've got, you know, when people, when they go back, people know who they are. I don't think it's this. I just think in, in the pros, it's like you, 
you really had to have accomplished something to get your name and your number up there. Just by comparison, Joe Mixon already has 5,378 yards. Joe Mixon's going to take that title in three seasons. There you go. Good point. Valid. So is Joe Mixon going to go in that? Going to go up in the Ring of Honor? It, 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 that's exactly what I'm trying to say, Z. At some point, you've got to draw the line. Like, I can't just put you up here because, you know, you you broke one of our really low records. Like, what happens if, like, two years from now, like, the Bengals dra- draft the next Ladanian Tomlinson? It's like, how could you, how can we put both of your names up here? We can't. You're, you're not equals at all. You know, I... At the end of the day, it's, the team can do what they like, right? It's not, it's not a reflection of your place within NFL history. It's no. your place within a team's history. And a team that's been as moribund as the Bengals, they can celebrate whoever the hell they want. You know, they've been that pathetic. They've been that anemic. But but see, I would, I would, the the only other point I would argue with that is they've been, they've been terrible for a long time, but things seem to be on the uptick with them. I mean, they recently went to a Super Bowl. They've got a really good quarterback. They've got a really good receiver. They have talent now. There could be a dynasty or there could be something really great in the, in, in the next couple of years. But Giant fans also, they lionized Jason Seahorn. Jason Seahorn was the best player on a bad team for many years. So... And he's not really, hes not in the ring of honor for the no, Giants, No, but people right? think very highly of him, and he could possibly be... Uh, he could be up there. Like, he See, has me, a place in Giant history. Like, a guy like... A guy like what, like what, his pants Brown. fell down when he was chasing a guy? Is that the one you're talking about? Is that his place no. in Giant history? No, he was an effective kick returner. He, he was a very good corner and a very I good player for years. I, see that's, I think you say the sentimental stuff like that for college. Like, that's a college thing. Like, you know... If, you really liked the guy, and he was really good, and he played really well for us. Yeah, you could throw his name up in the College Hall of Fame and the College Ring of Honor. But this is the pros, dude. What did you do here? You repping this city? Like, you know, like, I'm sorry, but when I see Curtis Martin, he's, he, I still think of a patriot when I see him, you know? That's just, that's what I remember. I remember him going to the Super Bowl with the Patriots, number 28. Like, that's what I think about. Uh I'm not saying he doesn't belong in the Ring of Honor. I'm saying, you know, it's just, yeah, it's different. Like Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon is part of the all New England Patriots team. He's part of the all New England Patriots dynasty team. Like he's, he's got, he's got some big footprints there. You know, there's there's a lot. Um, Yeah, I mean, he did a lot in a very short time. And at the same time, I doubt the Patriots are putting him in their fucking ring of honor. <laughs> no. no. Who are you? Which exactly. championship were you on? Which team? What did you do? He's going to be behind Kevin Falk and Lawrence Maroney. Like, they oh, always man, had to Lawrence, Lawrence Maroney. I forgot about that guy. Yeah, I'm currently reading Tom Coughlin's book about the first Super Bowl with the Giants Patriots, and it's really good. And it, it really okay, you forget how many good players were on both of those squads. Oh, their defense was stacked, man. 
but you mentioned Curtis Martin. You think of him as a Patriot. You might be the only one thinking of him as a Patriot. He was only there uh, for three years, man. He was there for he was with the Jets for eight, and he has yeah. almost eleven thousand yards with the Jets. You know so. why though? It's it's the Super Bowl appearance. That's what it is. It's the number twenty jersey in the Patriot uniform. That ugly Patriot uniform is the first thing I think about when I see him. It's uh, I know it, it might sound silly, but it just. That's what I cling to. That's what I think of. And Curtis Martin, all pro, like great player, great person. That's just what comes to my mind for me. It's like, like Tom, Tom Brady. Should he really, really? I think he's going in the Bucks Ring of Honor. Should he? I don't know. I mean, he did win them a championship, so I guess so, right? I mean, you. It's the team's prerogative. So if they feel like he was a great Tampa Bay Buck, then go ahead. But then, but then I guess Trent Dilfer's got to go in, right? Brad Johnson. Yeah. Well, it's the team's prerogative. And it's not a reflection on one player or the other. Right? It's not that somehow Trent Dilfer is a worse player than Brad Johnson, who's you know not as good of a player as Sean King was. Oh. Steve, Steve Young was a Tampa Bay Buck. So are we going to put Steve Young's name up there just because he was good somewhere else? Right? No, just it's that, the team's prerogative. Yeah. It, it's fine. It's fine. He's well, not I going think the to Michael, Canton. Yeah. Not, you know, he's not enshrined with the greats. He's yeah. not, you know, and it's ultimately like Mike Allstott is up there. I would say that that's justified. Like Mike Allstott was very good for the Bucks. So okay. Corey Dillon, if they, if they decide that he merits being in the ring of honor within Cincinnati fine if they don't fine you know, at the end of the day like it, it is what it is does he have a, does he have a right to beef though does he have a right to say man I don't care what people think of me off the field or how they feel about me as a person the numbers don't lie because that's his thing he's like my numbers don't lie my numbers speak for themselves does he, have an, does he have an argument there? I mean, his numbers aren't that great. <laughs> which numbers are you referring to, Corey? Yeah, which ones are you talking about? I mean, for as the single season, you know, when he's eventually number he's two in rushing. trying to get in ahead. there before Joe breaks his record. <laughs> right, exactly. Joe Joe Mixon is knocking on the door, man. But the like, other part on. I would say that comes into it, I and I said this when I was pointing my argument, is, you know, were you involved in the community? You know, were you handing out turkeys? Were you doing things with, with, um, with youth? Were you taking kids to Toys R Us? Like, you know, were you really involved with, you know, off the field activities in this town, in this city, or this state? Because I think that goes a long way. You know, can Corey Dillon walk through like a Walmart in Cincinnati without getting mobbed? I think he could. <laughs> well, especially the way he got out of town. Yeah. And requested a trade out of town. So, I mean, he was not a Walter Payton Man of the Year. There was no Walter Payton Man of the Year when he was there. But, you know. Because I think that's he, just as important when you're when you're putting your name up on Like, I think being in the Hall of Fame is, is an upper echelon. Being in a stadium, it, having your name affiliated with this town, this team, this city, this state, this building, you know. I think that holds a lot of water. Like, 
think about the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, Heinz Ward, 100%. I could even go as far as James Ferrier, Kiesel, Palomalu. Like, those guys were larger than life during their time with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Corey Dillon, were you larger than life when you were with the Bengals? No. Like nobody was larger than life on the on the Bengals at that time in history. Oh, I don't really know about that. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a tough one. It's, it's, you know, it's it's tough. And you like you think oh, perfect example. You think about the Seahawks, Sean Alexander, like big time rusher in the early two thousands. But that's all overshadowed now that Marshawn Lynch won a Super Bowl there and went to another one. But so is Sean, but so is Sean Alexander. So it's a little bit of a, you know, that's that's really more of an apples to apples comparison. No, no, he guys went. He went to a Super Bowl, but he didn't win it. He didn't have the the that whole the the beast beast mode, the beast quake. He doesn't have a story like that 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 Marshawn has, right? I think you're conflating two different ideas. And again, it is the it's the prerogative of the organization to recognize the greatness of the players on their team. Both guys were great players. Both Sean Alexander's MVP for Christ's sake. Yeah. True. I mean, I think you really need to take into account and you're you're overvaluing winning. I do. I do that you're a lot. You're overvaluing winning. Are you in need of air care maintenance or service? I have the company for you. Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. A team that does not overvalue winning <laughs> is the Los Angeles Angels. I knew you were going to say that. They, because they don't do it. They just don't do it. And don't look now, but you know that train's never late. They're in trouble again. Otani left his start with a cracked fingernail and a blister. Rendon fouled a ball off of his leg. My leg, Trout, my leg. Trout broke a hammock bone. He's out for a while. So what does this is, mean? Four to eight weeks. <laughs> I mean, what does this mean for the Angels? So they try to extend Otani now, trade him, like stay in it as much as possible like what's the move yeah so i'm i'm all for trading him i mean it's over um i i think that's pretty clear and you could always try to re-sign him right i mean it doesn't have to be the whole soto thing like you could totally try to re-sign him um call the dodgers call the dodgers because the dodgers are in trouble the dodgers i think are in trouble I want, I want your farm. I want Bobby Miller. I want Miguel Vargas. I want Michael Bush. And I want Walker Bueller. Mm. That's it. I'm trading Babe Ruth. This is what I want. 
I'm going to be cursed. I'm going to look as the biggest loser, the guy who let Babe Ruth go. But I need, and this is what I need. You know what? I'm calling the Yankees. They're in a lot of trouble. I want Dominguez, Brian. I want fucking Dominguez. Give me also Rizzo. Give me Torres. I'm giving you Babe Ruth in New York. It's your job to try to re-sign him. You'll have Judge, Stan- you'll have Judge Stanton, and Otani. And by the way, he's going to be probably your best pitcher on the team, and you have Karen Cole already. That's it. That's the way I'm. That's the way I'm selling it. I'm not going to waste my time with with Boston. I'm not going to waste my time with Cleveland. I'm not going to waste my time with the Diamondbacks, even though the Diamondbacks have a really good farm system. I'm I'm going for people that are in trouble. Those are two teams that are in trouble, and if they add Otani, they're not going to be in trouble anymore. Well, if you're looking at the wild card standing currently, the Angels are 45 and 46, so they are right up against it. You're looking at Baltimore, Houston, and Toronto. They hold the spots. The most vulnerable, you're looking at probably the Blue Jays. They're 49 and 40. You have the Yankees and the Red Sox directly ahead of the Angels. Now, you're going to get not as much as you think. He's a rental. Like, he's going to be a rental because he's going to hit that free agent market and he's going to end up with the Dodgers anyway. Or he's going to end up with the Padres. So, I'm very hesitant to make that call. I'm very hesitant to say here are my top four prospects here just take them for what two months of Otani maybe because there are no guarantees so it it's dicey it's very dicey now the roster is such that there's it leaves a lot to be desired, right? You have Tyler Anderson, you have Sandoval, <laughs> you have Griffin Canning, Reed Detmers. This is the rest of your rotation, right? This is the drop-off from Otani. They have mint, newly minted Carlos Estevez, newly minted all-star Carlos Estevez. So you have that coming out of the pen, but... You don't have much outside of Otani now. Like Fletcher just came back up from the minors. You had to trade for Escobar. You had to trade for Mustakis. Rendon is Rendon's going to get hurt. It's what he does, right? You have Adele, Moniac, Ward, and Renfro, right? That's what's going to make up the production that you know that you're missing from Trout. This can get very bad very fast. This can get extremely bad very fast. I mean, the Dodgers are going to be in play. They're always going to be in play. And my, my question, at some point, right? Who else is going to kind of... I mean, are the Padres at 41 and 46... Are they going to say, we're still in this? I can make a run? Do the Diamondbacks 
fortify their rotation because they're a surprising 50 and 38, right? Do the Reds. Do the Reds are 10 games over 500. Nobody in a million years thought that was going to happen. Yeah, but it has to be a place where he think that you think you can resign him. Because otherwise, there's no point. Like you said, there's no point in giving the draft capital. There's no, not draft capital, there's no point in giving the farm. There's no point in swapping players unless you feel like you can resign him. He ain't going to be a red. He ain't going to be a red back. That's one team. I know. I'm just saying, he's not going to be that. That's why if you're going to do it, you've got to get the big boys involved because they are going to do it with the idea of, oh, we're going to not only win the World Series, but we're bringing him back. And this is how we're going to do it. There, there's only one team that, that's going to happen. It's the Dodgers or Boston. Sure. That's, that's, that's it. Because who else is going to stomach that? The Yankees are not willing to part with probably Peraza or Volpe. Either or. Either or. Probably a guy like Randy Vasquez, if not Randy Vasquez himself, because you're going to want some pitching depth. Dominguez, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's a non-starter for Brian Cashman. And, you know, he's a fool. it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Yeah, he's, but... a, that's, he's a fool if, if he's not willing to give up that guy. He also, I mean, Brian Cashman... Brian Cashman had his crack at Otani the first time and couldn't sway him on coming to New York. He had he had his crack on when he posted. So he, he wants to be on the West Coast. He doesn't want to be in that market. He doesn't want to be on that level of stage. Now, that, that's what makes the Dodgers interesting. It's an interesting question. But, I mean, they definitely have the resources to make it happen. And, I mean, you kind of, you kind of don't have much of a choice if you're the Angels. You, you gotta, you're gonna have to swallow this. You're gonna have to stomach it and bite the bullet and take what you can get for him. Because he's not coming back. He's not coming back at all. But he's, the other place he's not gonna be is on the All-Star game. Because he's got that cracked finger. He's got <laughs> that cracked fingernail. He's got that blister. But you know who is going to be there? You got eight Braves and five Texas Rangers. Five Texas Rangers. We didn't see five that happen. Five Texas Rangers. We did not see that happen. Neither of us saw that happen. No. Neither of us saw that happening. But you know what? The Braves lead all the teams in all-star vote getters and all-star appearances so should this just be the atlanta braves versus the uh american league all-stars and you know who's gonna win that game well just 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 to throw something else out there the braves have hit 167 home runs and set the record for the most for a team before the all-star break that happened tonight Mm. listen if you just give us Kershaw and Betts, I think we got a game. We need we need Kershaw, we need Betts, but other than that, I think we got a I think we got a game, and I think they I think the Braves can win. You don't have there's nobody there's nobody in the American League 
that's going to challenge the Braves at this at, at offer. That's going to challenge the Braves at this point. Like they're they're that good. They're they're that good. Yeah, no. Like I will take the American League over the Braves. Who 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 should the Braves be scared of? Corey Seager. Who's gonna who's gonna who's who on the American League? You take all stars are gonna beat this Atlanta team. Uh, let's see. Let's go down the list. Simeon, good player. Rosarena, good player. Salvi Perez, Adley Rushman, Vlad Jr., Whit Merrifield, Bo Bichette, Jose Ramirez, Wander Fr- That's a representative team. That's a more than representative team. I, again, you're overrating your own guys, which is fair. They're your guys. Defending so, the eight. They won a championship two years ago. Okay. Most of so, these guys. That's nice. That's nice. But you're running them up against Castillo, Cole, Avaldi, Gosman, McClanahan, but he's out. Lorenzen. Kirby's not that. Framber Valdez is there. That's they're, they're not chumps. No, I, I'm I'm saying give if if the Braves had Kershaw and Betts, it's gonna be a good game. The Braves are going to win 8-6. There are enough Braves on this roster because you still have Freddie Freeman, Dansby. Spencer. I don't need. I don't. I don't need. I don't even need. That's the. That's the other thing. There are other Braves. There's like ten I or mean, eleven Braves. How many Braves do you team. want from this team? I just. Yeah. I just. All I. All I need is Kershaw, and I just need Betts, and we're good. They're gonna. They'd score at least eight runs. And the, with if we play it like an all-star game with our starters, our relievers, and Kershaw, we'll give up probably five or six. Come on, if the Braves were if if we really did it, what would the score be if the Braves played the American League? If the Braves played the American League, what would the score be? With this roster, yeah. And being played like an all-star game, which means you're gonna keep changing pitchers, starters, relievers, fucking around. Ten-seven American League. Okay. Okay. So you think you think they're gonna put up? They're gonna put up ten. Gonna I do. There's enough firepower on this roster, and there's enough pitching there that they can shut down the Braves. Okay. Yeah. They're absolutely it's fair. It's fair. Yeah. At least, at least you're giving me seven, because that's, that's what I figured. The, the Braves are going to score at least seven or eight runs. And the question is, is that's why I need Kershaw. I need Kershaw for an inning or two, and I need Betts because Betts is going to Betts is going to really keep things moving. What would scare me is the tail end of the American League roster, right? The tail end of that bullpen. You have Bautista, Cano, Classe, and Kenley Jansen. Oh, I love Kenley. He keeps us in it. He gives us a chance. <laughs> he gives us a Well, you would thing. know. He was a brave. <laughs> so, right. I was just out of spite because of Freddie Freeman. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the Braves would have a fighting chance, but the, the team is loaded enough that it will be fine. And it's going to get fortified still because Cole's probably not going to pitch. Otani's not going to pitch, as you know. Like they just they added Estevez and Kirby, so 
I think that there's plenty of firepower there. There's plenty of there's plenty of there there. Now, obviously, Trout's not there. Judge isn't there. Otani's not there. See, that's the it, other thing I'm saying. Full, I mean, they're full, missing a lot of studs. They're missing a lot of studs, which is another reason why I think they'd be able to pull it off. If they were, if if all being equal, and these guys were in the lineup, Otani is also starting that game. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't think you're at, at that point. I don't think you're you're uh, getting much there. Your your chances are going down. So I would definitely. Well, that's what I'm trying to say is it's currently constituted. It's currently constituted 10 7. But if you're looking at a fully healthy and whole team, the Atlanta Braves would get smoked. The Atlanta Braves would absolutely get smoked. But any of these teams would would get smoked. Because that's a high caliber team. The all star representatives, they did a good job. Uh, the starters starters are solid picks the reserves are really good and the guys that they're replacing because of the guys who are opting out great job like it's a great job uh, on the selection here so it's going to be an interesting game it's going to be an interesting game and the home run derby is going to be interesting too and you have a really good home run derby field too now that it's fully rounded out so who are you uh Speaking of the home run derby, who are you taking? So who's on <laughs> your, uh, you know, since we're here, we might as well talk about it. If I was a betting man, I'd take bets just just to make some money on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, the guy who didn't want Mookie bets in, now you're all about him. I, I <laughs> I'm just it. saying I'm taking, the, I'm taking the long shot. I'm taking the long <laughs> shot. Uh, the long shot would pay off. I would have him. It's either going to be him or J-Rod. And, you know, that's, that's tough for me because – he is taking on Pete Alonso in the first round, so they're they are uh, they're having that rematch. So it's uh, it, it's something that um, you know I'm definitely begrudgingly gonna go against my boy, but I think that the hometown, the home field advantage, that's gonna carry J Rod through, and I think he's gonna get to the finals against Betts. But uh, we will see because we're entering. We are entering the dead zone of Major League Baseball. But expect at least a halfway decent game on Tuesday. Step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodie snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season 3 merch is up now. Get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women. That's fckclout.com. Bullshit or no shit, we're going to debate this week's most controversial sports topics right now. All right, boys and girls, we have a statement, and it's either bullshit or no shit. Bullshit or no shit, number one, 
the Dallas Mavericks are contenders. Oh man. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say bullshit, and it's really just because of Kyrie Irving. I I just worry about him. I just worry about that guy. Like it just he could just decide that he's not gonna play. But I do like the moves they're making, and I don't feel they're they're done. I think Grant Williams is a huge pickup. He's the perfect guy for that team and what they're trying to do there. They're probably like one or two players away from being like a three or four seed. And it just becomes down to you know, if Kyrie buys in and if he really plays at the level he needs to play with and him and Luca could figure it out and become really, really good backcourt, I just, I don't see it. That's a big if. Yeah. That's a big if. Contenders for what is the question yeah. I would ask you. Yeah. Because they had an opportunity last year and they instead chose to protect a draft pick rather than make a run <laughs> of playoffs. So, you know, that's all you kind of need to know about the situation. But I'm going bullshit. Like, even with the Grant Williams acquisition, it's not enough. They need to do more. As presently constituted, this team just is not enough. Like, maybe uh, Omax Prosper will be something. Who knows? He's 21, right? But you got Grant Williams. You invested in him. He's young. 24. You have... You brought back Kyrie. You're going to get a full season of him, for better or for worse. And you're going to try and make that happen. You're going to try and force the square peg into the round hole with Kyrie and Luka. You got rid of, you know, you, you got rid of Porzingis last year. Bring Grant Williams in this year. I, I don't know if that's going to... I don't know how much that's going to change things. They got the guy from Duke. They got the center from Duke, 19 years old. There's some potential there, but then you look at the rest of this roster, you've got the rotting corpse of Frank Milikina, Marquise <laughs> Morris. You have, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr., like Seth Curry. You have guys that are probably going to get, you know, like sold off at some point. But... You know, they definitely mean they got to do more. And you're 100% right. If Kyrie Irving does not buy in, that's dangerous. That's actually disastrous for the Dallas Mavericks. And you're 100% right. He's mercurial by nature. He could just turn around and be like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to play today. Like, what now? Why? It's a dangerous game that Dallas is playing. Brooklyn got burned by it. Cleveland got burned by it. Boston got burned by it. You don't want... I mean, there's a there's enough there that you can kind of see that there's a pattern going on here. I understand you gave up a lot to get them. But... Don't be surprised when you get bitten in the ass on this one. I'm going bullshit. Big time. Bullshit or no shit. Number two. The New York Knicks should make a play for Dame time. Mm, Bullshit. They don't need the guard. They don't need the guard. They need a better... They need a better center. I think, And they need Barrett to be who they drafted him to be. 
Um, Jalen Brunson's proven he's a star. Um, they don't need another guard. I'm going to go bullshit on this as well. I would argue that they should make a play for Nurkic. All if right. You were, sure. So if you're, if you're going to call Portland, don't call Portland for Lillard because who's going to replace <laughs> Brunson? Or you're yeah, going to no. shift Brunson to the two and no, have no, no, Lillard no. play the one? No. No, it no, no, doesn't, no. No, it doesn't work. You I mean, you're going to have to... The only thing, you know, you would have to send back some young players, right? That's the only thing that would that would entice me if I was Portland. Because, I mean, financially, Evan Fournier for Yusef Nurkic is almost, it, it's in the window to match up. Then you can always buy out Fournier. But, it, it, no, if I'm Portland, I want young players back. I, I want, like, a Quentin Grimes. I want Emmanuel Quickly. I, you know, I would want Where's that. Knox? So, is Knox still in the league? Knox is with Portland. He <laughs> <laughs> missed so that. Because they should have taken Gail Bridges. That would have been a that would have been a big that would have been a better pick. I mean there are a lot of there are a lot of woulda coulda shouldas with the New York Knicks. Yeah. But I would argue, I mean, if you're gonna do that, you could even, you know, send Mitchell Robinson back the other way. Mitchell Robinson and one or two of the lower end contracts, like a Turk McBride. Like that would kind of balance out the, the financial aspect of it. But then you can also, you know, put some trade exceptions in, you can add picks. I, I mean, if you're gonna solidify, if you're gonna solidify the front court, Nurkic would probably be the way to go over Dame Lillard because you're very guard heavy at this point. And I'm not giving up RJ. Like, I, there's enough there. Like, he's shown enough that you know there's something there. He just needs to keep working at it. And Damian Lillard's 32. How much you know? How many years you're gonna get? Five, three, somewhere in there. If you can guarantee me a championship in that time, maybe. But you can't do that. So, no. The Knicks should stay away and keep doing what they're doing because they're actually on the right track for once. Bullshit or no shit. Number three. Brady to Gronk is better than Mahomes to Kelsey. I mean, no shit. I mean, this all comes up because they're comparing the quarterback to tight end combos. Um until Mahomes and Kelsey get, I think, what, two more rings? I think I'm taking Gronk and Brady over everybody. So, long term, no shit. Right now, bullshit. Yeah. Here's why. You're looking at 78 career games. That's it. Mahomes to Kelsey, 78 games. Brady to Gronk, 141 games. So they're only, they're halfway there. Now, if they both stay there and they're, they both remain as prolific as they are, they'll get to where they need to be. Gronk had 620 catches, 9,275 yards, and 93 touchdowns with Brady as his quarterback. Kelsey has 496 catches, 6,319 yards, and 48 touchdowns in 78 games. So, on this pace, they will get. But as of right now, at this moment in time, the answer is bullshit. Just based on the fact that Kelsey and Mahomes have not played together long. Right? Make it equal. 
let's look at it at the end of their run together. Everybody's just the prisoner of the moment, right? That always seems to be the case. And we need to take into account that we don't see the full picture. We're in the middle of the picture. Let's take a step back, relax, take a deep breath, pump the brakes, and let it play out. If these guys are as good as they are, and they are, they'll become what you think they'll be. But let it play out and see what happens. You can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Popstars, located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Popstars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and their custom personalization service is top notch. Westchester Popstars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester Popstars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. We put up a poll on our Twitter account at FadeRouteDNZ and you vote and you vote and you vote and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets a shout out on this here show and coveted ass trophy and do you know who took home the coveted ass trophy this week d i don't we are going to need to send 26 coveted ass trophies because it was the colorado rockies the whole team <laughs> the whole team all of them all of them. you get an ass trophy you get an ass trophy you get an ass trophy everybody gets an ass trophy on the colorado rockies but that was last week this is this week who are your nominees for Legend Superstar of the Week, Dave? All right. First up, I've got Miss Britney Spears. It's Britney, bitch. Oof. Former pop star filed a police report alleging battery and saying she was struck in the face by a security guard when she tried to approach Victor Wembanyama in Las Vegas on Wednesday night. After review, it was determined that she struck herself in the face and no charges were pressed. Britney Spears, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Number two, the New York Yankees. Shut out by the ba- by the Baltimore Orioles last night, 14 to nothing in the Bronx, and the Yankees only got one hit. What a joke. The New York Yankees are my alleged superstar of the week. And number three, Mike Trout 
injured again. Mike broke his hemate bone when he fouled off a pitch Monday night. His projected timeline for return is in four to eight weeks, officially sinking the Angel season. Mike Trout, you are my alleged superstar of the week. What do you got, Z? All good choices. They all make sense to me. And, you know, with Mike Trout, that uh, that train's never late. But, uh, <laughs> you know. train is never late. Never, 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 ever, ever late. We're going to start with FIFA. So, FIFA is opting out of the rainbow armband for the Women's World Cup, which is starting in the next couple weeks. So, unity, inclusion, one love. Ah. (laughs) Who needs that? Who needs that? We're not doing that. We're, We're not using the rainbow... LGBTQIA you're not going to be doing any of that so the biggest win again (laughs) FIFA you are my alleged superstar of the week number two Neymar sticking with Sokka here so Neymar who may or may not be coming to NYCFC if you uh, are following the transfer market Neymar was fined 3.3 million dollars million for a legal and illegal artificial lake. Yes, he diverted water to his mansion near Rio so he could have an artificial lake. <laughs> so this was against local government regulations. It was killing the wildlife, right? It was killing the vegetation and it was causing drought problems. So this is almost as bad as when California was running out of water and Tom Selleck had uh, an issue. Right? They, find, they found that Tom Selleck had plenty of water running in his artificial lake. <laughs> so you are on, Neymar, you're on par with Magnum P.I. That's awesome. Good for you. Zeus, Apollo, Neymar. Neymar, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, the worldwide leader, ESPN. Mm. Canon dudes left and right. Susie Culber, goodbye. Steve Young, adios. Fitz, of Fitz in Spain. We hardly knew you. Max, Keyshawn. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. But on NBA Free Agency Day at the start they proceed to have a pizza party yes we're going to celebrate yay yay how many people are out of the unemployment line pizza it's like that meme if you see that in the break room that means somebody getting fired whenever you see a pizza party at work somebody's about to lose their job and it just so happened it was at the the worldwide leader ESPN you are my alleged superstar of the week I think we've said our piece go to our Twitter account at FadeRoutDNZ and vote and vote and vote and vote and for our nominees just do better boys just do 
better. want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz comment on our youtube channel the fade route with dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd Order up! It is time for us to continue our position-by-position breakdown in Major League Baseball as we order up. Order up, order up. This week, we are ordering up the starters that tow the slab every five days. The top five starting pitchers in Major League Baseball from five to one. Who you got? All right. Uh, first up, you know him. I got Otani. Yep, that guy. Sub four ERA, fourth in the league with 132 Ks. Number four, I got Shane McClellan. Leads the league with 11 wins, and uh, he's arguably on the best team in the American League in the Tampa Bay Rays. Number three, another shocker. Favorite pitcher on my fantasy team, Nathan Ivaldi. Rough game last night, but he is the best pitcher on one of the best teams in Major League Baseball, uh, the Rangers. Number two, my guy, Spencer Strider. Number one in the league with 155 strikeouts. Dude is legit, and he is definitely Atlanta's ace this year. And number one, it kills me to say this, but it's Garrett Cole. Guy has been a stud this year. He's on a shit team. He's sporting a 2.79 ERA with 118 strikeouts and 109 innings. It's hard to argue against that Z. I mean, it's hard, but it's doable. So, Garrett Cole, you know, he is having a fine year. He is absolutely having a fine year. It, there's a lot of depth as you're looking at five starters at least 30 teams that's 150 people that you can choose from so we're gonna leave guys like Sonny Gray off to the having a fine year but isn't matching up record wise isn't really cutting the mustard number five I'm going Zach Gallant Right. Oh, Zach Gallen of the Arizona Diamondbacks, ten and three. He likes his chicken fried and cold beer on a Friday night. A <laughs> pair of jeans that fit just right, and the radio up. From what I understand, 120 Ks and 111 in the third innings pitched, ten and three, 3.15 ERA, first place team, more than representative, and you know, it's it's an out of the box pick. And he's having he's having a wonderful year. Number four, I gotta go with Spencer Strider. Strikeouts, yes, ninety-eight in the third innings pitched, three six six ERA. That's a little high. That's a little high. 
So 10 and two, having a good year. Definitely, you know, definitely the best pitcher on the Braves, but 366 needs to come down just a touch. Number three, Nathan Avaldi. 10 and three, wow. 283 ERA, 109 strikeouts, 117 two thirds innings. He's actually healthy. You know, this is what every team has been trying to unlock with Nathan Avaldi. The potential's always been there. He's finally tapping into it. And he's finally making it happen. Number two. Number two, I got to go with Otani. Right? Otani is a stud. We know exactly what, you know, what he brings to the table on both sides of the ball. Did he have a, a rough outing against the Padres? Yes. He absolutely did. But... He is more than proving that he is the best two-way player in baseball history. And he is definitely going to be in the proper conversation, again, for Cy Young and MVP. It's just what he does. The record, not the best. 132 strikeouts, 332 a little high it's still lower than Spencer Strider so you do you know you you have a little bit to hang your hat on the blister thing that's got to be worrisome the cracked fingernail has to be worrisome but Otani is still a great choice and number one for me even though he's on the IL Shane McClanahan guy's a stud absolute stuff. Only 96 innings pitched, but still. 101 Ks, 11-1 on the year, 2-5-3 ERA. He is exactly what he's exactly what the Rays need at the top of the rotation to pair with Tyler Glass now. And that's what's keeping them where they are in the standings. And Garrett Cole could be, you know, he's an honorable mention. I think he's, a, he's an honorable mention working his way up depending on how the other how the rest of the season shakes out but his season is not to be downplayed but sixth best in my opinion this has been the fade route with dnz thanks for tuning in tonight you catch our podcast on wednesday nights on itunes spotify iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast So until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the Go Wrap, but we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars, leave us a review, turn on subscription notifications, and tell your friends. Spread the word, spread it wide.